want to open up here tonight with the prelude to the birth of Jesus. And this was a prophetic release spoken through the prophet Isaiah. In Luke 1, um, the Bible talks about the angel Gabriel, his announcements of the, his announcement of the birth of Jesus as the Christ. And it, it talks about in the sixth month. Uh, so as I was reading this, it talks about in the sixth month. It was introduced, talked about as in the sixth month of this time. What was this? So I referred to that. What was God referring to the sixth month? How is it being applied? Well, as I read through the scripture and did the study there, explained that he, it was referring to the sixth month of the life of Elizabeth. Now, she's been uh, pregnant. She's now um, carrying John in her womb. She's become pregnant. And it says that Elizabeth had carried her son John who would be the forerunner announcing the arrival of Jesus. And as you read the scriptures and study, the breakdown in that is that Elizabeth actually, she hid herself for five months until she had the fullest proof of God's mercy before she appeared in public and announced the good news. In Luke 1 verse 13, this is what it says. But the angel of the Lord... now. God's moving in the life of Zacharias and also in Elizabeth. And, and obviously they were trying to conceive a child and things weren't happening. Now watch this. This is so important to understand that uh, through intimacy with God, we're, we're, our intimacy can be unrestricted. Amen. And oftentimes in our intimacy with God, we make prayers before him and we don't hear those prayers answered right away. But God always has a perfect plan that when we pray those prayers, God will move on that prayer at, in His time. Not to when it's convenient for us, but when it's convenient for Him. Can I get a witness? Amen. So the Bible says, Elizabeth hid herself for five months. But in Luke chapter 1, verse 13, this is what takes place in the life of Zacharias. But the angel of the Lord said to him, Fear not, Zacharias. Watch this. For, now, now get this. For thy prayer has been heard. And thy wife Elizabeth shall bear you a son. And you shall name his name John. Pastor, Ron, Pastor Randy was here yesterday. He gave a great teaching on, on that whole explanation. What was taking place with the names. And how it's passed down from generation to generation. Revisit Sunday's uh, stream here at Genesis. And you'll get a fuller explanation of what we're, we're applying here. So the question would be. What, what, was, what was the angel implying? That wasn't going to come to pass. Because oh, the prayer request that. Zachariah and, and Elizabeth made wasn't going to come to pass because they were too old. And then on the other side too, when Mary, when the Lord, the, the angel Gabriel spoke to, to Mary as well, the same angel, telling her she was going to conceive in her womb a child and his name would be Jesus. And Mary thought, how can this be? Am I too young? So, so we see a parallel, in, or no, a swing of a pendulum here. Uh, Zacharias thinking that he and Elizabeth is too old to conceive a, a, a child. And on Mary's side, that how can this be because I'm too young. And Zacharias, he was, he was saying, hey, he says, hey, I'm an old man. How can this happen? Well, the angel was saying, Zachariah, God said it's going to happen. So go ahead and place the order. Place in the order and watch God move. And obviously, Zacharias seemed to think that it was too late for him to have child, have children. But with Mary, it seemed to be too early for her life. In both of these scenarios, saints, the witness is intimacy. Here's the key. Intimacy without restrictions. And, and God moved. Oh, please get this in your spirit. Come on. So don't you know he'll do it? Don't you know when you pray, God will do it? Come on. Throughout the Bible, a reader can witness the power of intimacy without restrictions. 
Now, when God introduced this title to me, he took me from beginning of Genesis and we scanned, we did a Reader's Digest version of the entire Old Testament and New Testament. And as this word is going forth here, take into account what God is saying. Intimacy without restrictions. Go into the word, read the word, and you'll see how God fulfilled this powerful work of intimacy uh, with unlimited, uh, unrestricted uh, force to where he made those ways where there didn't seem to be a way. Those who conversed with him, those who had intimacy with him, those who had prayed with him, those who had talked with him, those who got alone with him. My God, somebody. There was a a development of intimacy one-on-one between them and God Almighty. Tonight I'm going to ask you, we've got a note here. For those of you that are watching online right now, those of you that are in this sanctuary, I'm going to ask you to position yourselves. Come on, spiritually position yourselves. And allow Holy Spirit to use the mind of Christ that is in you to give you revelation on this teaching. And know that as this word is being released, know that God is not a God of coincidence. Somebody say, type that in. Our God is not a God of coincidence. Absolutely not. The God we serve is a God of plan. He's a God of purpose. He's a God of design and He's a God of objectivity. Nothing comes before us by coincidence as sons and daughters of the living God. Every opportunity, every situation that comes before us is not coincidence. There's something in those things that God has planned for us. Whether it's to develop a a more intimate relationship with somebody else, whether it's to bring us into a place, here you go, of spiritual maturity to function and operate at a level where we've not experienced before, to come to a place, it's not coincidence, that we would exercise and use the gifts of God that He's given us. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your participation in tonight's live is not a coincidence, saints. And so we want to begin this portion here by releasing a prophetic word from the heart of the Father, from the throne of from the throne room of God, which he's told, spoke to me by saying, this is, the throne of the room of God is the heart of the Father. Amen? I'm getting all excited here. Let me, let me take a breath. Hallelujah. I, I, I got to tell you, on this paper right now, it's, it's changing color. Uh, excuse me, on this, paper, on this screen on my iPad, it's changing color. There's, a, there's waves of color going through this on this, what's supposed to be a white piece of paper. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo! Yeah, I, I believe God's going to get crazy with us tonight. Amen? All right. Here's the prophecy. Fasten your seatbelts. Oh, my God. Here's God's heart to us tonight. Beloved, you are entering into a time, a season of new developments, progressive undertakings, where you will witness the power of my word advancing you in spiritual giftings. The action of operating at a level above the knowledge of man, committing yourselves as my disciples to advance in every area of ministry through my word and from my heart to meet the needs of those who are in need. As a reminder, you are only limited to advance in kingdom practice By what you have determined in your heart. (laughs) Because Jesus knew me as one. Who knew no limitations in kingdom living. He was able to advance my kingdom in the earth. In what he spoke. In what he taught. And what he did. As he was inspired by our. Watch this. God was very specific. As our Holy Spirit. Woo. Because Jesus knew me to be God, 
with the ability to do anything I set my mind to and adhere to, he was able to successfully accomplish kingdom purpose in the earth. Follow him as he follows me. This is present tense. Listen, God's saying, follow Jesus as he now follows the Father. Yes, he still follows me in for all that it is to be fulfilled in the earth, says the Lord of hosts. From the beginning of creation, when God created Adam and Eve, his intention was that they would know God as their creator and to live with him in total peace and joy through intimacy without restrictions. See, even to the extent of his command not to eat from the tree of good and evil in Genesis chapter 2 and Genesis chapter 3. Read it. Study it. Even after the rebellion, God remained faithful to them in providing for them everything that they needed. Hallelujah. We, we could go into a whole teaching on that right now, but I, I need to stay, stay on track. Hey, let, me, let me just do a jump start. See, no matter what no matter what choices you make that are unlawful, the enemy prompts you. The power of God's love is so great that through intimacy, there is an unrestricted move of God to forgive you of your sins. Come on. There is a place of God's heart that is unrestricted uh, in intimacy where he just says, I get it. I got it. So, you know, because you've asked, I'll do it. Come on, somebody. And I, I just, I'm going to give this. So some of you today, I was, I was getting together with the Lord in this intimacy time and, and listening to what he was saying. And I began to see how he's so unrestricted in pouring his love out into us when we do, we make those choices that are not kingdom choices. Amen. And there's, a, where there's three men. I'm not going to give out the names today. As you're watching the stream, God wants you to understand that what you did because you've asked him, Maraboko, what you asked God to forgive you for, it's forgiven, man. It is put under the blood. It is put in the sea of forgetfulness, never to be brought up by him. This is intimacy unrestricted. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to move into these the lives of these personalities of, of, of men and women of God. And please listen how the effective work of, of intimacy became unrestricted in their lives. That they were able to step out in faith and believe God for extraordinary things. Things that in the natural mind couldn't possibly happen. And we find this even as men and women uh, read the Bible. They still uh, don't understand. They haven't grasped the reality of, of God's uh, 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 love towards him uh, in, in being faithful in this uh, unrestricted in intimacy. Because when they asked God or when God asked them to do something, God was on the scene. And he made the impossible things what were possible for man. Even today men think that's impossible. No, for, for man it may be impossible. But for our God who lives and breathes and in Him we have our being. Nothing is impossible for Him. And let's, let's throw this pendulum uh, uh, both directions. As extreme as it may be, as, as impossible uh, uh, it, it may seem to be for man, God will make it possible. And even to the least little thing would, would be more practical. Say, oh yeah, God can do that. Hey, if He can do it in the extreme, He can do it in the little things. Somebody give me some thumbs up in Jesus' mighty name. So let's move to the life of Abram, Marada, the father of faith, or Abraham, the father of faith, through intimacy without restrictions. He was inspired, prompted by God, to take on a task that asked him to take faith to its extreme. You all know the story. God asking Abraham to forfeit the promise he made to him by sacrificing his firstborn from the womb of Sarah that was the life uh, excuse me Sarah that was with life 
uh, of childbearing years or without life of childbearing years. And now here, Abraham and, and uh, Sarah also, as it was with Zechariah and Elizabeth. Come on, God had a plan and purpose. And what God was doing here with Abraham, he was asking him to do something that, how could you ask me to do this? But because there was intimacy unrestricted between Abraham and Jehovah, Abraham says, hey, I know you're going to make a way. I know that even if I put my son to death, you'll resurrect him again into, into mortal life. In spite of the request through intimacy unrestricted, Abraham knew that God would provide for him a means, oh Jesus, a means of provision that would not require the death of his son Isaac. Can we get a witness in this house? Is, is someone, let me ask, is someone, let me ask you this, I'm cutting my sentences short. Is someone seeing where we're going here tonight? If you do, I want to tell you, it's going to get better. See, Abraham believed and received God's covenant promises. 400 years, the Bible describes and tells us that the law Abram gave, that before the law, Abram, Abram at this time, his name was not yet changed to Abram, Abram gave his tithes to God as an act of worship. Melchizedek, the high priest, received them and, and pronounce God's blessing upon them. This is intimacy unrestricted. The Bible tells us that giving as an act of worship, God, <laughs> God will pronounce His blessing upon it. Not the priest, come on, not the prophet, although we can do that, God Himself will pronounce His blessing upon it. And so here, you know, we, we have a, a, a debate in the ecclesia in the church and into different denominations and the way that things are functioning as far as tithe and offerings. But look what God does. Before the law comes into effect, hallelujah, look where tithing begins. And who was the high priest described in Genesis 14? This high priest, Melchizedek, come on, read the scripture. Study to show your pro yourself approved unto God. To show yourself approved unto God. When the Bible explains in Genesis 14, Jesus was the high priest. But you've got to make that decision. Is God's word true or is it false? And as Jesus was a high priest in the Old Testament, then who do you see him as high priest today? Do you see him as a high priest? That when you offer unto him a sacrifice, a praise, a sacrifice, a worship, when you offer unto him, to him a financial blessing, a tithe, or a vow, don't you know, don't you know, don't you know he's going to do it? Don't you know he's going to pronounce his blessing upon that offering? Come on, somebody. Is he to you the same yesterday, today, and forever? Don't make me get crazy over here. As your high priest pronouncing his blessings in what you give unto him, in the worship, in the praise, in the finances, in the laboring, in the ministry. Oh, come on, won't he do it? Come on, won't he do it? He did it then, he'll do it again. And Jesus, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, he's the same. He's the same. He's the same. Hallelujah. Let's move to the life of Moses and, and the children of Israel. God brought redemption into the lives. He brought restoration into the lives. How was God able to do that? It's because Moses understood the unrestricted intimacy that he had with Jehovah God. And in that intimacy, he began to understand that with God, when God spoke something, he knew God would do that. And through intimacy unrestricted, in Exodus 19, 1-25, you might want to write these down tonight or revisit this stream. In Exodus 19, 1-25, preparation was made for Israel, the people of Israel. In Exodus 19, verses 1-2, through a covenant was made between God and His people. 
in Exodus 20, verses 22 to 26, provisions were made so that they could approach God. And throughout the book of Exodus, God himself reveals what he will do through unrestricted intimacy in the lives of his beloved. And that throughout the Bible, the reader will find that as his beloved Israel opened their hearts to him with intimacy unrestricted, God made ways where there didn't seem to be a way. Feeding and providing every need to over one million in the desert. You know, all, you've read the story about how God uh, made provision. They were uh, over a million people. And consider this, uh, the cattle, the livestock, they all needed to drink. They needed water. They needed uh, 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 refreshments for thirsting. And so what does God do? God tells Moses to strike the rock. And the rock, the Bible says, the rock split. And this wasn't just a little rock on the, on, uh, on the side of the road. This is a rock that was almost three stories high. And when God instructed Moses to strike that rock, that rock split and the water began to fuse, to pour out of that rock. And as the water came down, it actually came down the mountainside, went into the valley and created a, 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 an opening there where it created a stream to where the livestock could come in and drink from. And the people that got fresh water from a rock. Come on, saints. Quail falling from heaven. Manna, spiritual food, six days out of the week. And on the sixth day, double portion. On the sixth day, double portions so that they could rest from gathering the manna on the seventh day. This was all a result of intimacy, unrestricted. God speaking to Moses in the same way that he speaks to you and I today. Is somebody listening? Come on. Is somebody listening? Miracles, signs and wonders resulted through intimacy unrestricted between God, the uncreated one and his creation. Look what happened as we read the Bible in Ezekiel 38 or 36 or 38th chapter. Unrestricted intimacy between the prophet of God and God. The valley of the dry bones. God speaks to Ezekiel. You all know the story. In the same way God wants us. Here's a question. Will you, will you prophesy into your circumstances through intimacy unrestricted? As a result, in the life of Elijah, through intimacy unrestricted, he, he was fed by ravens. He knew that in spite of his, his running away and in his time of, of being uh, persecuted by, uh, by Jezebel, God fed him, used ravens to feed him. Through intimacy unrestricted, uh, Elijah, he restores the widow's son. He overthrows Baal's prophets. And watch this. Elijah, Elisha receives a double portion of the anointing that was on his predecessor. Excuse me. Elisha receives a double portion of the anointing that was on his predecessor, Elijah. And the Bible says that in that moment, Elisha sees something so profound. And in his intimacy with, with Elijah and with God, Elisha witnesses his predecessor, Elijah, being translated into glory. Now, that's intimacy. Come on, that's intimacy unrestricted. Saints, follow, the, follow us with this tonight. Because we've got, a, we've got a, a, prof, a prophetic word in conclusion for what we're speaking to you tonight. Daniel in the lion's den? Oh, somebody. Hey, intimacy. Unrestricted with God. Hey, yeah, you're going to put me in a cave. They're going to shut the cave. It's going to be dark in there. Hey, the lions are hungry. What's God going to do? Marabaka. 
through unrestricted intimacy, Daniel knew that God would spare him. And you know the conclusion of that. He's taken out of the cave. They throw those, those uh, soldiers in there. And in an instant, the Bible says that those lions devoured them, ate them up. Come on, Shadrach. You all know the story. No, not the story. You know the history. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The furnace of fire heated up seven times hotter. Now, anyway, what, what would have taken place if there was not intimacy unrestricted between these three Hebrew children and Jehovah God? So what did the Bible tell us? They tell the king Nebuchadnezzar, hey, it is not going to happen. We are not going to bow to you as a king. But know this, and I'm paraphrasing. I got this story today. It was awesome. Paraphrasing. Paraphrasing. They tell the king, but when you are, when we, when we are taken out of your furnace, you King Nebuchadnezzar, we're not going to bow to you as king. But when you, we're taken out of that furnace that you put us in, you're going to bow to our king. Hallelujah. Now, come on, since you know that's a good word. So let's, let's put into your spirit tonight the definition of intimacy. I'm going to move slow on this. Allow this to resonate in your spirit, man, tonight. Intimacy unrestricted. It means intimacy unlimited. Intimacy open. Come on. Intimacy free, clear, unhindered, in, unimpelled, unhampered, unchecked unopposed, unbridled, unrestrained, oh, unbound, unconfined, uncurbed, unconditional, intimacy without restriction, intimacy unrestricted. Makaria, absolute, intimacy, absolute, intimacy, absolute, total, free for all, and with no holes barred. Who is ready to step into this tonight? Come on. I need some thumbs up. Type into that, that comment box. I am ready to step into this tonight. Jesus. Jesus. I'm going to switch over to the comments. I want to see what's going on. I'm nosy. That's just the way it is. So hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on. Shekobara la rama sitar, there you go. Shakandara la rababako sandara la, there you go. Come on, you're responding. Thank you, thank you, thank you for that. Hallelujah, thank you, Megan. Hallelujah, hallelujah. All right. So, we stand in this year 2020. So much of God's prophetic words have been spoken to the mouth of his servants as prophets. We stand in a place of confirmation with a knowing and understanding that as God speaks and what He speaks, He's going ha to make come to pass. Now, I don't want to step into this area of prophecy too much right now. But please get this. It's great to go to the apostle and the prophet, those who operate in the gifts of prophecy. And those words that are coming from the heart of the Father through another individual. But how much greater mm, will a prophetic utterance be from the heart of the Father when you approach Him in this concept of intimacy unrestricted? And when that prophetic word comes, a word of knowledge is given, a vision is put into your mind. Knowing, come on, Maka, coming from daddy's heart to you, unrestricted to intimacy that he's developed with you, how profound and how greater, Ma, will you be able to, will you be able to stand upon that word given to you, Maka, and move forward to advance, come on, advance in kingdom purpose, advance in kingdom possibilities. Is somebody watching this tonight? To the concept of prophetic release uh, uh, through intimacy. The prophet Joel 
to prophesy that in the last days God said, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Kirama, that prophetic release now functioning and operating upon those who call upon His name. And here's something outstanding. As, as Joel gave forth that, that prophetic word, that too came to a prophetic word unrestricted. And watch what God says in this word. That in the last days, unrestricted intimacy upon humanity. The Bible says, as, God prophet, as Joel prophesied, he says, the Lord spoke and said, that in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Not just his sons and daughters, but upon all flesh. And they will prophesy, my sons and daughters, they too will prophesy upon all flesh. What do you think is going to shake humanity? When they begin to speak in this supernatural gift, this, this inspirational gift of prophecy, not knowing where it's coming from. God is about to break loose, saints. Woo! Haraka! God, and He's already done it in 2020. There's a shakening that has come, an awakening that has come. But consider this, when God pours out His flesh, excuse me, when God pours out His Spirit upon all flesh, and His sons and daughters begin to prophesy, what do you think is going to happen? Come on. Come on, position yourselves. All right, here's the second prophetic release for you tonight. Beloved, take possession of this word with understanding. As you do, in turn, I will come to you with an understanding of intimacy that you have not yet come to experience with me. Yes, intimacy unrestricted, unlimited and without flaw. Why do I press this concept into your lives? It is because this is what I created you for. Through intimacy, the fulfillment of my son's prayer that you, my beloved, would become one with me as he is one with me. I in him, him in me, and us in you, says the Lord. Even now, I, the great I am, release my anointing on you to break as to destroy, somebody get this, any restrictions from your past and even to this present that the evil one has placed in your minds to prevent you to advance in this kingship intimacy. Somebody put right down, comment, kingship intimacy. Yes, it is kingship intimacy, says the Spirit of the living God. Hallelujah. All right. Let's move. Old Testament, New Testament. Parallel, comparisons, all validating and confirming God's intimacy with us as His sons and daughters. Now, in the account of Mary, Christ's birth is announced to Mary. It says, now in the sixth month, again, in the sixth month, God is indicating here, why the sixth month? Because Elizabeth was carrying John in her womb. It says, and the, in the sixth month, was Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. To a virgin. Oh, son. Uh, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said, Oh, Jesus. He enters, the angel enters into her place of abode, her dwelling place. And having come in, the angel says to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you amongst women. But when the Bible says, but when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting was this. 
And the angel said to her, Don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. I want to prophesy to those of you that are watching right now, those in this sanctuary. You have favor with God. Come on, somebody. You have been given favor from God. And then the angel said, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, this is the truth, Mary. This is what's going to take place. A prophetic word that was spoken before the baby child was conceived in your womb. It was birthed 750 years ago. Stay with us on this. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. And he will be great, somebody. He will be great. And he will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be? Since I don't know a man. And the angel answered, this is so profound. Here's a conversation going on with a human being and an angelic host. A conversation taking place between the two. And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, Mary. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Here's a confirmation, Mary. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, your cousin, has also conceived in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God, for with God, nothing will be impossible. Your spiritual destiny, the thing that God has placed in your hand, the mantle that He has placed upon your shoulder, the gifts that He has given you, the talents that He has given you. Understand, Marapaka, God will use those things in a manner where man will say that's impossible. But the Bible says, your God's Word says, with Him nothing. Nothing shall be impossible, no matter what the situation, no matter what the circumstance, no matter what confusion might come, no matter how God will bring doubt and unbelief into your life in a current situation. Listen to these words. With God, when you perceive and you understand that this intimacy that is unrestricted with your Creator, the one who created you, is unlimited. God will make those things possible in your lives. Verse 38, then Mary said, Behold the maidservant of the Lord. Let it be, come on now, let it be unto me according to your word. And in that moment, as Mary gave permission to let it manifest in her lives, the Bible says that the angel departed from her. Saints, hear the servant of God. This is intimacy unrestricted. Planned, designed, and purposed by God through a chosen vessel to produce what He said He would do. And I, uh, I, I want to... I'm going to be forthcoming with you, transparent here. And I received this yesterday from Pastor Randy and when he gave the download and uh, he was sharing from his heart a revelation. And so I take no credit for this on myself, only that I listened to what the, the, the man of God said. And then as those words were put in my spirit, I, I received a deeper revelation today on this word. So understand, this is in conjunction with Holy Spirit revealed to Pastor Randy, then he passed unto me, and then God took a portion of that and added to that. Amen? So the word Jesus, the word, the word, hallelujah, Jesus it wasn't birthed when Gabriel made the announcement, announcement before me. That's when it wasn't birthed. 
the birthing of that conception of the Holy Child Jesus began 750 years prior to this miraculous conception when spoken by the prophet Isaiah. Come on, get a hold of this. I'm going to run out of here. Come on, get a hold of this, saints. Shekata. The prophet speaks through unrestricted intimacy. Isaiah, knowing that what he saw, whether it be a vision, a, a word of knowledge, a, a, a prophetic inspirational word, I don't know. But the birthing of this word was foretold in Isaiah 7.14. That a sign would be given. Now, I, I, I don't want to go off too much on this, but do some homework. Ahaz, he wouldn't, he wouldn't see it. There was a, 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 a conversation here between the prophet and, and uh, Ahaz. And he refused to see what God was asking him to do, do or what he was asking him to say. And he wouldn't see it, but he would see the captivity of his kingdom because of his refusal to ask for a sign. And he said, I will not ask for a sign nor tempt or test the Lord. <clears throat> so you have to go through and read that whole chapter and understand that because he refused to ask God that the, his kingdom was going to collapse and the kingdom was going to be taken away from him. And so the birthing that was foretold in Isaiah 7.14 that a sign would be given to him. And that would be the sign, the collapse of the kingdom. In Isaiah 9, Isaiah prophecies, prophesies of the Messiah's birth. He says this. Here is. See, here is. For unto us, a, unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful. Counselor. The mighty God. The everlasting Father. As a baby, He would become a father. Oh my God. Mara over His sons and daughters. An everlasting Father as the Prince of Peace. So how was Isaiah able to prophesy, speak a word five, 750 years ahead of its time, knowing that those words would produce a seed woo, that would be placed in a hand, handmaiden, a virgin, in a womb to birth the Messiah. This came as unlimited, excuse me, intimacy unrestricted. Saints, we, we've got to understand that this this connection between us and our Creator, this, this connection between us and our Savior, our Redeemer, is one founded on God's promise. That as we become His sons and daughters, He would speak to us just like He spoke to those men and women of, of times past. What, for what purpose? To, to bring to us a place of intimacy so profound that... Uh, and, and so unrestricted that in these conversations, God would speak to us through visions, dreams. He would speak to us through words of knowledge, through prophetic utterances. That in this intimacy, in this exchange, prakashaka, we would know Him as a God who is unrestricted in the things that He would ask us to do. Saints, this is intimacy profound. This is intimacy with our Creator unlimited. Hallelujah. We turn to the life of Jesus. Holy Spirit is so tender and, and so gracious with, with, with Brother Michael. When a teaching comes, he always takes me back to the Gospels. He takes me to the life of Jesus. And begins to show me and explain to me what he gives me in these words. And so... Uh, today, he took me back to the life of, of the Master and showed me what he did. He reminded me of what he taught. And as he obeyed, that how all these things were produced through 
intimacy unrestricted between him and his father. Nothing, saints, nothing, absolutely nothing interfered with his time alone with God. From his time in the wilderness for 40 days, tempted of the devil. Come on, how would he know such, oh my God. How would he understand such a thing? That he would be without food and drink for 40 days? And then tempted by, by Satan himself? How did Jesus know he was going to be able to endure such, such a, a, a thing? Intimacy, unrestricted. And as he obeyed, nothing interfered with his time alone with God. In his final moments in the Garden of Gethsemane, I just saw a, a drop of blood fall from the, from the sky right now. A drop of blood. Huge teardrop of blood upon this message right now. Oh my God. In his final moments in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus continued in unrestricted intimacy with his Father. His life shows us that there was no compromising, no variances. Doubt was not a factor. Unbelief had no play in his mind. No arabosha. Absolute curious. Understand. Absolute obedience and submission to his high call as Savior, Redeemer, Messiah, Healer, Deliverer, Provider. All through, He knew, he knew through this intimacy with the Father that what he was called to do, he would not be restricted in providing humanity the things that God's promised to them through his word. Knowing where to go, who to speak to, and what to do to bring the kingdom of heaven into the earth. As you're hearing this message tonight, listen to what God, this, it's not even in this message. This is being a download right now. The purpose of this message tonight, to understand intimacy unrestricted, God is bringing you into a place to parallel right now to parallel your life with the life of Jesus is somebody watching this is somebody getting this God the Father wants you and I as his sons and daughters to take hold of this concept of intimacy unrestricted. And when we do, our lives on this earth will parallel the life of Jesus and we will exemplify the kingdom of heaven in the earth. And we will, we will replicate what Jesus replicated on this earth and into the the formation of what Jesus is. You see me doing all these things, but this is my promise. Uh, you'll parallel your lives with my, my life paralleled uh, 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 as I walked upon this earth. But don't restrict yourself to just these things. For Jesus says, greater things than this. Kamasi. Kamasi timek. Greater things than this shall you do. Because I go to the Father. Somebody. Right now I see those, oh my God. I see those mantles coming down from that warehouse in glory. Being placed upon those men that are watching right now. Shikafa, here's a vision. Ladies, women of God, mighty women of valor. I see those those lamps that you've taken possession of in the spirit being filled with order, uh, with oil. Mayaka. And I see the Lord taking the old wicks out and putting new wicks in, in Jesus' mighty name. He's preparing you. Ladies, women of God, He's preparing you. Men, men of God, servants of the Most High, God's preparing you. My, don't let this word just fall off as a drift. 
should take hold of this in Jesus' mighty name. And I need to minister. I'm being <coughs> inspired to minister. I got this this afternoon. And I just, I left it on the shelf. I didn't want to touch it. I didn't want to try to make something out of it. And as a result, God's taking it off the shelf. He's putting it in, in my spirit, man, right now. For those of you who've been called by God, have been given the skill and the talents to play those mis musical instruments, to be able to sing with a voice that God has given you. There's no variances in the days that are coming. For in this I will extol my word upon thy life, says God, and I will place an anointing of, an, of a peculiar sense, says God. And I will expedite a new work. I will bring an increase in the talents to sing, to play those instruments. I give you advance notice now that as I bring this advancement into your lives, all those things will change. Advancement, acceleration, sounds, orchestrations that come from my throne room of glory. You will hear and it will, be a, it will not be a sounding brass. It will be as an orchestration. Of every instrument created by man. You will understand it. And you will advance in it says God. For those of you who. Delight in the dance. Says God. I will create footsteps. I will create patterns. Of a dance that you've not danced before. I will give you the flexibility. As a prima ballerina. And your expressions through your arms. And the expression through your legs. And the expression through your body. And how you move. As you dance before me. I will give those who watch. Spiritual vision. To see the expression. Of that love coming out of you. Towards them from me. Says the spirit of the living God. Oh I don't know who this is for. And uh, in the spirit, I see a handmaiden Lord. You've, I, I see your position sometimes of seeking God and praying. I see your, your legs folded in, a, in that squatting position. And I see your arms before you like this. And I see you bowing over, rocking forward and backwards. And, and your prayer, Maraka, under the Lord, of, of, of desiring uh, the ability, yes, to move forward and advance in worship. I see the Lord placing his index finger and his middle finger on your vocal cords. And he's going he's gonna to raise, he's going to increase your octave. And you're going to go from Mararaba, from an alto, watch this. Now how do I know this? Oh my God. From an alto to a soprano. In Jesus' mighty name. Those of you who are men, why God's moving on, and I, I'll give it to you in a minute. Those of you men who... Uh, desire to sing greater and, and, and want to be able to bellow out with strength. The same two index finger, the same two fingers, the index finger and the middle finger of Yahweh Himself. He's placing it upon your vocal cords. Your voice and your volume will increase. And when you sing, it will come out as authority. It will come out with power. And your range also, your range will vary. In Jesus' mighty name. Now, all this to be said, because as the days progress, as we step into 2020, your voices must be heard at a level of expression that has not been heard by the body of Christ before. And the purpose of this, this sound coming forth will pass through the atmosphere and and the vibrations, excuse me, the vibrations will break down the walls 
of resistant powers that the enemy has set up against the minds of God's people. And the purpose of you projecting the sounds too, it will become as a hedge of protection against, around you because what the enemy is going to do in this 2021, he's going to try, I said he's going to try to come against the prophetic minstrels and prevent them from advancing. But I'm telling you today, as you move forward in this prophetic release, oh my God, we're totally off this message. Hallelujah. In this prophetic release, understand, God is positioning you. He's overshadowing shadowing you. It cannot be a protection, Maraka. I see it as the blood of Jesus, as a canopy over your lives. To step into 2020 without restrictions. This all will develop in this, this release tonight through intimacy, unrestricted, says the Spirit of the living God. All right, let me go back here. All right, here's the release. My God, it's hot. Oh, my God. It, it, oh, hallelujah. I see a cloud around this, this uh, camera right now. Listen. Listen. And saints, we speak these things not to boast in ourselves, but in Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Some of you may be needing to hear what's coming out of these lips of clay because you've experienced these things times in times past and, and wondering, what is this? I can prophesy to you today by saying, this is the Spirit of God moving in you and through you for greater development, greater intimacy with the Lord. All right. Here's a... Here's a promise. Word of knowledge. Unrestricted intimacy will position a believer to show them how to open their hearts wide to receive what God is asking from them, knowing that as He instructs them, they can move in confidence, not in man's confidence, but in divine confidence, with an experience with an expected end, resulting in the fulfillment of those spoken words. Listen to this. This, this just radiated off the page today. Mayaraka. In the fulfillment of those spoken words. Unto you this day a child was born. Unto you this day, a child was born. Beloved, God has made himself available to you for you to have intimacy without restrictions. I'm going to release a prophetic word in just a few minutes. But I'm being instructed to pray into this stream and to those that are in the sanctuary tonight. Now I'm going to... I'm going to as I do this, I'm doing this by faith in the Son of the living God, as He's instructing me. And we need to understand that the principles of loosening and binding were given to us by the Lord Jesus Himself. That too was given to Him through, through uh, intimacy unrestricted. That He would give this explanation and to, to have an understanding behind the explanation. And it is a Biblical principle, but it is also a warfare principle. Jesus said, whatever you bind on earth, whatever you find unlawful on the earth, it is unlawful in heaven. And whatever you loose from heaven, which is lawful into the earth, it will be loosed. Can you receive this prayer tonight? For those of you that are, are, are on live stream, those that are here in the sanctuary have stood up, they're lifting their hands to heaven. Lift your hands. Extend your hands uh, to this stream. You may even be inspired to lay your hands upon your, your mobile device or, or, or however you're watching this. But hear this from the heart of the Father. And, and, and follow the instructions. And it's not just for tonight. It's for tonight, tomorrow, and the days that are ahead. That what you bind will be bound, what you loose will be loosed. 
So, Father, in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit, we loosen the binding power of your word from heaven into the earth where we are positioned in your Son, Christ Jesus, at your right hand. High above all principalities and powers and dominions, high above every spiritual wickedness and high place and rulers of darkness, high above, high above them, and we're released from that position now. The binding power of your word. To come against every principality and every power. Every ruler of darkness. Every spiritual wickedness in high place. To come against every assignment of restrictions. That Satan has put upon the lives of your people. To prevent them from stepping into this intimacy without restrictions. Shika, we cast out, we cast out every demonic assignment and we destroy, we break off and destroy every work of restriction put upon the minds of your people right now. Holy Spirit, we put you on assignment now. Move upon this request, move upon this petition and single out those individuals in whom you know who've been restricted by the, the enemy and set those captives free in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit. We're asking for an advancement in this area of intimacy, Father God. We're asking for an advancement to understand by revelatory concepts the uh, unrestricted uh, intimacy that you've given to us through the life of this holy child Jesus, this one that was born 2,000 years ago. We're asking you now, Lord, Maraka, as you position us to step into 2020, that we, you've prepared us and we are ready to move and advance your kingdom in the earth. 